Hi there, Carling here. Whether this is your first episode of this podcast you're listening to, or you're working backwards from the more recent ones, these earliest episodes require a bit of patience, humor, and understanding. These episodes are a time machine back to when I had no idea what I was doing in editing, sound quality, or production. And there were two hosts. We were full of passion, laughter, and a whole lot of trial and error. But here's the thing. These episodes are the essence of my humble beginnings, and I'm hoping that's part of the charm. The raw authenticity that shaped the foundation of this podcast. Although this podcast has evolved and my interview skills and audio quality have vastly improved, the heart and soul of these episodes remain timeless. The stories I shared back then, they still hold significance and are worth hearing. These episodes make me appreciate how far I've come, so... Thank you in advance for your patience and enjoy. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay and I'm joined by my co-host and real life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a lighthearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. But when the system was looking at me as a potential caregiver, they were looking at me as, at this time, a 19-year-old who is two years into her college degree. your day oh why are you asking me like I'm pathetic (laughs) well because I'm not there (laughs) (laughs) well that is accurate um my day is okay my kids are watching Spongebob and fighting why are they fighting oh they fight over everything yeah that's Kate made a picture Julia said it was ugly Kate said that she was ugly girls so i just talked to julia and i'm like you're nine stop acting like you're four like yeah she gets really i don't know petty i guess and we'll just like fight or whine or you know and i'm like could you just Um, you're always crystalline a very loud package you're opening it is a very loud package stand by um Okay, Jesus Christ, tea. Something keeps leaking. You're recording in a room with a bunch of dogs? Yeah. Oh. Where else am I going to do it? I don't know. I have no, like, my house is very small. No, I know. It's not that small. It's like, it's like 900 square feet. It's small for the amount of living things you have in it. Yeah. Um, and, like... I've tried recording in my bedroom, mm-hmm. but if I close the door, then all the dogs just whine and paw and mm-hmm. cry and like act like there's some sort of like, I don't know, hate crime going on towards them because they can't be in the bedroom. <laughs> so I, in between our little break, I played with them a little bit and <laughs> so now they're like going to get settled again. Oh, funny. I'm sorry that we're not recording together. I know. I'm sad. Lindy needs to be quiet. <laughs> oh, Michelle said you need to be quiet. 
<laughs> she wanders off. No, um, I just heard the. I think she was like moving a box or something. Yeah, she's she's going to the office now. Okay. Yeah, uh, this was my. I just had to get a COVID test, mm-hmm. and I so I had to legally self isolate. Did you get anything free this time? I think it's I think it's time that you got. Like, I know a free this was gift. only my fourth one. I feel like it's oh. got to be at least five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I woke up on. I don't know what day it was, Tuesday with like a blinding headache, like Mm. maybe a migraine. Mm -hmm. And then I just felt nauseous. And then I had to do like a finance meeting over Zoom. Yeah. So I just, my my mic was muted as I like crunched on crackers and sipped water. And then like, it would be my turn to talk. So I'd take it off mute and I'd be like, yeah, so uh, (laughs) forecast for the next week. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then I developed a cough. And I had a fever and I was exhausted, like I couldn't stop sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, out of all the COVID tests I've had to get, like, this is the one that I was like, that I was like, dang it. Like this might be COVID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had like a ton of the symptoms. Uh, not good. So I got tested and it came back negative, but they now have like a little disclaimer that says you have to self-isolate for 10 days from the start of symptoms until your symptoms have cleared up whatever is longer is that someone's tail um no it's henry it's henry chewing on a unicorn oh it sounded like a tail like hitting something over and over yeah it's very uh funny oh he's licking it like a gross dog oh lovely um yeah Uh, no i'm glad that you're negative i'm sad that you're not with me I know. I still, so I still have a cough, but I feel so much better. Like, yeah, I don't have a fever. I'm not tired. I've got energy. It's just like in my lungs. Oh, not good. Not great. So, but hopefully within a couple days, um, I'll be symptom free. Well, I will say though that you majorly made it up to me. <gasps> what did I do? You sent me a cameo from. <laughs> Miss Patrick Patricia Hines. Oh my god. True crime obsessed and obsessed with disappeared and I almost died. Um yes, I saw uh on Instagram yesterday morning that he announced that he had joined Cameo. Yeah. And listen, I'm like super not into like every the only people that I've seen go on Cameo are like like oh members like from 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. D-list at best or reality TV. And so I was always like, stupid. But then I <laughs> hey, saw- Hey, Lindsay Lohan's uh, on there. I mean, come I'm, on. Yeah. I mean, I think D-list is right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Um, and it really wasn't that expensive. Like they they have like Lindsay Lohan is like $500 for yeah. a video. Yeah. Who did I say- um, Snoop Dogg was like a thousand, a thousand dollars. Yeah, and this is American too, so it's like probably like twelve hundred dollars oh. Canadian. Yeah, very true. Um, so I was like, do I wait until her birthday? And I said, no. Like I haven't been around to help, and I feel bad. And you know, like you've been, you know, trying to implement some parenting changes, which I'm so proud of you for. Oh, thanks. So I was like, well, and. And full disclosure, I was like, who knows, by February, maybe he's going to be $1,000 for a video. Right, yeah. So I thought, let's jump on it. And he did it that day. 
I know. And it was incredible. It was so good. So I don't know if we're, are we going to post it? It's on our story, but. Um, um, yeah, I can post it. I don't know. Do we want to like do the audio on here? I don't know. Is Maybe you weird? could add it at the end of this episode or something. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I, I like that. All right. Well. Maybe um, maybe it won't. We'll see. <laughs> but no, it was like, what time was it? Like 1030 last night. And you're like, I have something for you. Can we video? And I was like, oh, my God, I look terrible. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely worth it. And I cried and I laughed. And yeah. Oh, I just love you. Amazing surprise. I love you. I, like, I could not wait till today. Like, yeah, 100%. There was no way. Yeah. No, I'm glad. It was um, amazing. Did you show your kids? Yeah, I did. They thought it was really funny. And oh, cool. <laughs> good. And then they wanted to know, like, all the other people on Cameo. Oh, my God. And I guess, um, I think it's Kevin Con... Kevin something. He is the voice of Batman on the Batman the Animated Series and a bunch of the video games. Oh, yeah. And Adrian was like, oh, my gosh, he's so cool. And I was like, or he... Because he was cheap, right? Like maybe 50 bucks. And Adrian's like, oh, he should be worth way more than that. I'm like, well, he's kind of like not like relevant. And he's like, what? Yeah. He was like so offended. I was like, oh, okay, sorry. I thought I saw on there, there was one from Santa. Yeah, I think you said that. You know what, though? That just gave me a good idea. Maybe I should get him a cameo for Christmas of Kevin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of the Batman guy. And I wonder if like they're, I don't know, like it's, I wonder if like, uh, I always forget her name. Rebecca? Who do the girls like watching on YouTube? Mariah. She's not on there. When are we going to be on there is the big question. Right? <laughs> I feel like, like I would love it. Like, I think it would be so much fun. It would be. Uh... To send personalized messages. But yeah. I mean, as it, I mean, guys, listen, we're not that famous. We're not famous at all. So no. if you want us to send a video, just ask. We probably would. <laughs> I will say I did send a uh, shout out video to one of anthony's cousins for his birthday and i think everyone loved it <laughs> what no it was like a comp a compilation video of like everybody oh sending <laughs> but he sent me back a, a message saying that um he loved it and he says my dry humor is so good he just can't stand it <laughs> oh that's awesome like, oh i don't know if well, I don't know if we want to get political. I know we have listeners from all over the world. When but don't we get political? <laughs> folks, listen. Here in Alberta, like where we live, the province officially has the highest number of COVID cases mm-hmm. in all of Canada. Yeah, that's rough. And like our daily numbers are higher than They've the province ever been. of Quebec, which has... Yeah, well, it's higher than the province of Quebec. And I'm sorry, what does, one of, does one of your dogs have COVID? What's happening? <laughs> Tony, our little terrier just walked through the room sneezing. Yeah. He's Tony, get it know. together. Got something in his nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, so Quebec has three times the population of Alberta, and we hmm. have more COVID cases daily. Oh, God. It's not good. And I really thought, so last, I guess it was last week or the week before, they made that there was like a big announcement coming, more mm-hmm. restrictions. And I know it's controversial, but I was really gunning for a full lockdown. Mm-hmm. I just think we need three weeks. Like you and I will still cohort, but everything is shut down. Yeah. And we're just going to reset 
But instead, the only thing is like, kids can't play sports. Yeah. We can't go to people's houses. Fine. Yeah. But we can still drink alcohol, but only until 10 p.m. And only if we live in the same house. Unless you live alone, then you can just tell the server that you are cohorting with the person you're sitting with. Mm Mm-hmm. But they have no way of verifying yeah. that. Like you and I could go to a pub and be like, oh, we don't live together, but we're cohorting because we live alone. And then we could, and then I could go the next day to a different pub with a different person. And yeah. Be like, oh, yeah. We're just co like. Your cohort cheating on me? Yeah. I, that Well, I mean, that is a way that I could <laughs> cheat the system. <laughs> no, it's true. And and I guess for me, it's like I, I understand both sides of it, but there are lives at stake, right? Like. Yes, we yeah. don't want the economy to, to tank. We don't want businesses to close. But do we want everyone to be alive and healthy next mm-hmm. year? I think so, right? And yeah. I know my I mom. Mean, yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, yeah. My mom was kind of struggling and she's like, I don't know, like maybe I could come out. And I'm like, mom, like stay away this year so that we can be together next year, right? Yeah, like exactly. let's make the sacrifice this year about not seeing each other on Christmas. Of course it sucks, but like we can do that. We can be on Zoom. We can open gifts, you know, on Zoom. We can drop off presents at the door. It's not something that's going to change our lives to not be together for Christmas. So let's do that so that everyone is healthy and alive next year. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a really good podcast called The Daily. It's from the New York Times. Yeah. And they were talking about like how successful Europe's been at managing the second wave and like really keeping numbers low Mm -hmm. and like they said in Greece and like maybe this is too extreme but literally everything was shut down you had to stay in your house if you wanted to leave you had to like text or phone a number to like Mm -hmm. get permission I guess or like get clearance that you were leaving and you had to state the reason so you would text this number and hit eight because you were walking your dog Mm -hmm. and then like a police officer could stop you and say like what are you doing yeah like you'd have to Prove, you know, but our like, rights, Carling, our oh rights. God. Come on. Oh my God. There was like a 300 person uh, anti mask protest in Calgary That's yesterday. So embarrassing. Like, it's, it's so yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. It's not great. And I saw this TikTok where it was like, this um, this girl was like, oh, sorry, ma'am. Like, your kids have to wear shoes at the water park. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. And then it's like, oh, you know, sorry, you've got to. It was like a bunch of different scenarios about like going into businesses or whatever. And there's rules, right? Yeah. And then I wish I could remember what they all were because they were so obvious. And then like it was on like. On an airplane, you have to buckle up. Right. Or like, oh, why did you, why did I stop you today? you know oh you didn't put your seatbelt on oh my gosh I'm so sorry right and yeah things like that and then it's like oh sorry ma'am you can't come in here without a mask it's like what what do you mean (laughs) how dare you and it's like oh my god like why are we using and I know that these people who think this way are saying it starts with the mask and it ends up with everyone being you know microchipped and it's like come on like that's not what it is it's I don't know if they're turning it into something more than it is. And to us, we're not, we're not woke enough to figure it out. Right. We're sheep. We're the ones that are like, we're just trying to keep everybody alive. Like, could we just, it sucks. Right. And it sucks that, but like, it all sucks. So could we just make it suck for a shorter amount of time? Well, yeah, because this extended uh, partial restriction is in place until December 18th. Mm-hmm. But like we had 1700 cases yesterday. Like yeah, that's unheard of in Canada. I know. And that means on December 18th, we're pr- hopeful. Well, I don't, maybe at risk of going into a full lockdown. Yeah. 
And that for sure is over Christmas. There were so many people shopping at the mall on Black Friday that the police had to come. Like, wow, really? And that was two days after they announced new restrictions and everyone's going yeah. Black Friday shopping. Like, I have yeah. been online shopping for 10 plus years. Like, yeah. why isn't everyone just online shopping? Like, yeah. And you're not going to well, Chinook even, like, Mall to, like, yeah. support small businesses. Exactly. Like, to, to the point about, like, support local, I am mm-hmm. 100% in on that. Mm-hmm. But what that means is, like, opting for companies that have, like, private shopping or scheduled shopping appointments or, like, curbside pickup. Exactly. And the town that I live in, there's so many small businesses, and they have been able to adapt so well that yeah. they can still offer curbside pickup. They can offer schedule times to come in and shop like there are ways around it to make it safe for everybody yeah you know and it's you know you're gonna go to chinook and shop and what what is the excuse for that i'm sure every store in that mall you can buy stuff online it will still be on sale yeah you know it'll still have black friday pricing you're not going to the mall to support small businesses it's ridiculous. I feel like I need I to do like a TED talk on how to shop online because I've done it for <laughs> so remember, long. Yeah, you started online shopping and I remember being like, oh, like oh, yeah. literally 10 years ago. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just go to the store. Yeah. Like, how do you return things? Try things on all this stuff. And now like I've been in, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I've been in Walmart mm-hmm. and we needed like, um, like something for like the cat litter boxes and they didn't have, they didn't have them. And so our option was to go to another store, but while we stood in the aisle at Walmart, I looked on Amazon, they had it. We could get it the next day. I ordered it. Yep. And it showed up. (laughs) And I mean, I, I I wish that I shopped more locally. I do. Unfortunately with my, you know, budget the way it is and with the amount of children I have, it's not always feasible, but I do support, small businesses. I shop small businesses. I, Mm -hmm. you know, bring things to the consignment store, things like that. But yeah, like I would rather shop online, but like we said, you can still shop online, small business and pick up curbside. I had Mm -hmm. a a small business here. I shopped online and they dropped it off at my front door. Like, you know, and, and especially the restaurants, I don't understand why they're still open. Yeah. Cause you can still do curbside pickup yep. delivery. Yeah. Like, so uh, like, why yeah. does, why do people feel the need that they have to go to a restaurant right now? I, I don't understand that. I know they said for like a change of scenery, but I just think like eat in your bedroom then. I like, well, I just think, it's... okay, let, let's go for a change of scenery and let's potentially get COVID and expose other people to COVID. Oh my like, God, do you need to deal with that? Probably. Probably. I have to get my my charger. So why don't okay. you just make right. sure everybody's alive? I'll be right, right back. It's fine. <laughs> um, Claire didn't get to Claire didn't get to open the door. So are you kidding me? Like there was a delivery and she didn't get to open the door. Wow. That's why when she's screaming her head off, I literally am like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She, her emotions are so extreme where I'm like, did you cut your hand off or are you upset because, you know, your pillow fell on the ground? <laughs> like the same oh reactions. Um, I'm so excited for today's episode. I know. Me too. We, uh, sh- yeah, it was so fun recording it and hearing about, um, Madison's story. Um, one of your dogs is incredibly itchy. <laughs> This one is Devlin. She was just shaking around, Devlin. you know. Chill. Yeah, this intro will be interesting because <laughs> you get to hear all of my dog's 
living. Um, All of your dogs, my child screaming her face off. <laughs> this is this is life, life, you guys. I'm gonna put on our Facebook group today, Tuesday. Um, I'm curious to hear what people, if they're from Alberta, what they think of the current like lockdown situation mm-hmm. or non-lockdown. Mm-hmm. And if people are not from Alberta, where are they? And what's it been like during the second wave for them? Yeah, for sure. Because the yeah. second wave is everywhere, but like it's not affecting everywhere the same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like Catherine from Germany or Amanda in New York or Xander in China. Yeah, like I just think it'd be so interesting to to hear what everybody else's experience has been like. Let's talk to Madison and then we'll chat more after. All right. Enjoy. Good morning, Maddie. Good morning, both of you. How are you? We're good. How are you? (laughs) Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I am so excited to be talking to you both. Oh, thank you so much. We're so glad that, uh, you know, we reached out to you and you were happy to tell us your story. It, it was very, uh, I don't know, really exciting to see your TikTok and, and learn about your life. And we just want to hear more. Yeah. And that's what I'm here to do, honestly. And it's funny, Maya and I were talking about how crazy the TikTok world has become in our lives. And yeah. we're just the two little Midwestern girls who have experienced some stuff, but there's always someone out there who has it worse. And so to be able to talk about even just the impact that our situation has had on our life and in hopes that that helps someone else is super, super honoring. So I, yeah, like I said, I am, I'm excited. I, on TikTok, I don't typically go into too much detail um, simply because I, don't want to hurt the people that are in our lives. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing up, my dad was a very angry alcoholic. Um, Maya doesn't remember much of him and basically remembers him as a man that has the name of dad. And with that, we've got another middle sister who remembers him a little bit. Um, but I remember most of what he did and the person he was. And Um, He actually left when I was in seventh grade um, for alcohol and and kind of went down that path. But um, my mom growing up was a good mom for the most part. And she was a protector. She um, didn't want us to experience the wrath of my dad and did a wonderful job, especially with my two younger sisters, protecting them from what he was. And the issue became or the alcohol and mixing that with prescription drugs with her um, became an issue when she got into a toxic relationship. Um, I was actually in high school and she moved out of our house with my youngest sister, Maya, and she moved in with him. It was about 30 minutes away. So I basically had the house to myself, which is funny because I look back and I could have gotten away with so much stuff. I could have had a great party, but I I was very into my schoolwork and I found something to control and that was school and everything outside of my life other than that was pretty hectic. And so I took that super seriously, but when they moved out, um, they wouldn't come back to the house very often and 
they ended up um, moving out there basically full time. And that relationship ended up not working out. But I still had made the decision in that period of time that I needed to leave for college in order to find myself. And looking back, I actually left for a guy, which I'm sure there's plenty of people who have done this and made this decision and look back and say, what the heck was I thinking? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just as I, I kind of do right now, but it was the best decision I've ever made for myself because I needed that time in order to find who I was both as a person and experience life outside of the hectic world that I had experienced growing up. Mm-hmm. And, and sorry, you say, what's the age difference between you and your two youngest sisters? Yeah. So I am three years apart from our middle sister. And then Maya and I are eight years apart. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Maya, Maya. So the one who I have custody of, she obviously lives with me. And then Megan, our middle sister, she lives about 20 minutes away from us right now. She's in college um, getting her nursing degree. And so she's super busy with that. But Mm -hmm. we get to see her often, especially since I moved back from college where I went to Michigan for college. And when I moved back, um, that's kind of when the three Johnson girls got to reunite Mm -hmm. again in a place that was so much healthier and um, we we were able to look at each other and say okay this is the step where we get to move forward wow and so what happened so your mom's relationship with her new partner broke down yeah and so I things had kind of started getting bad with them Um, my senior year of high school I had moved away and Um, I ended up visiting Christmas my first semester in college and realized that things at home were not good. And at this time, Maya was nine um, and was almost looking out for my mom at that time. And she, she was very concerned about not being under her care. And so she didn't talk about what she would see until later. Um, But that Christmas, my mom had passed out intoxicated and on prescription pills, mixing the two multiple times. And I shared my concerns with friends and family and people took it as me, an 18 year old who was just upset. Her mom had had too much to drink a couple of nights and a couple of, it, it was devastating and frustrating for me, but it almost had me questioning, am I in the right place to be concerned about this? Yeah, And Maya had given me a call um, a couple of days later and I, I was really kind of asking her questions that were uncomfortable for both of us. But yeah. again, my eyes were opened and um, it was shortly after she had told me that this is a common occurrence and I had looked into what I could do from almost a thousand miles away and I ended up figuring out what a wellness check was. And that's when I called in my first wellness check on her. And sure enough, she was working highly intoxicated. And when they realized things were actually pretty bad. And then that's when... um, That's so young for her to be in that position, to see her mom like mm -hmm. that and to be, like you said, looking out for her. And... 
maybe not necessarily being believed by other family members. That's, uh, that's awful. Yeah. It, it <laughs> makes me, my heart so heavy thinking about what she would be, do and see. And she yeah. talks about even um, filling some of the vodka bottles with water because she uh. knew that it would be consumed either way and that water would be the better option. And so for a nine-year-old to think that way, and then to reflect on that, I know it's... Wow, that's awful. And did her it, school or other adults in her life ever have any concerns? They did. And that's when I had began making my voice heard more because I I became very frustrated at the fact that I'm just becoming aware of the situation. Okay. And granted, I am so fortunate to have been able to go to college and like I said this happened right when I had left and so when I had made this realization I'm like Maya needs to leave the home and then that's when um, social workers got involved and shortly after I would say probably four months after the Christmas incident is when Maya finally was taken out of the home and fortunately able to uh, live with one of her family friends so that she didn't have to go through this uh, foster care system. Oh, wow. wow. And did, did you have a relationship with your mom leading up to this and during this? It was more of a hostile relationship just because of the lack of communication that was happening. And like I said, she, she really was a great mom. And that's what I, I tried to remind myself of that, but at the same time, I had gotten so angry to the point where, and we can argue on what alcoholism is and, you know, all of that. But at the end of the day, she was making this choice to put herself first and alcohol and these pills first, where that, my little sister was, her health and her mental health were put at risk because of this decision she was making. And so- yeah. I was very, very hurt and angry with her. And it was just that phase of emotions that I would try to talk to her and she wouldn't communicate. And I would follow up with her and say, Maya is concerned. And it was a lot of hearsay. And so it was difficult to communicate with her, especially being away. Um, And we didn't communicate much after she, um, after Maya was removed from the home, my mom did go to rehab and she ended up getting kicked out for, I'm not sure actually to this day what, but um, it was another thing where it's the roller coaster that we just couldn't be on anymore. Yeah. And what that must have been such a difficult decision to kind of, you know, get your, get your sister out of there, right? Because you don't really know what the future holds. Will she have to go into foster care? Can she be with a family friend? Ultimately, like you said, her her safety and her mental health and her health are being affected. Exactly. Were you working closely with child services? Yes. And you were you always a consideration for a permanent home for her? Or how did that yes. decision come to light? Yeah. And that is my number one recommendation for anyone, first of all, is to always get Child Protective Services involved. Their number one priority is always to keep a child with a family member, whether that's a sister, whether that is an aunt or an uncle. 
that is their priority. And so I think people are afraid to get them involved. But if you can have that person to um, have your loved one who is potentially going into the system, if you can have them be already attached to someone and say, we've got a place for them to go, that Mm -hmm. is the route to go. But so when Maya first ended up moving out of the home, that's when um, I was like I said, fortunate enough to have someone who could financially support her. And I'm forever grateful for what they allowed me to do to get my degree and finish my degree. But when they were, when the, the system is what Maya and I refer to them as, but when the system was looking at me as a potential caregiver, they were looking at me as at this time, a 19 year old who is one year into her or two years into her college degree how she's now got two years of debt under her and doesn't have a full-time job other than working for the school and Mm -hmm. so when they take those logistics into consideration obviously if she's safe healthy in the home that of this family friend they knew that that was the best decision and I'm fortunate because I would have fought tooth and nail if they wouldn't have let her stay with them for me to take over but at that time I would have been putting myself in a situation where our long-term well-being would be put at risk because I wouldn't know what I would want to do with my life as far as a profession and money would be even more tight. And that was a blessing in disguise at the time because, like I said, I would have taken custody of her right then and there. Mm-hmm. And they did me, the court did me a favor in saying, you're not ready yet. And that's when um, I had actually finished my undergrad degree and I stayed with Maya and the family friends. Um, So moving backwards just a little bit, she, Maya stayed with two separate family friends while I was away in college. And the first family friend had some financial, they had five kids and financial um, strains. And so she ended up moving with another family friend. And every time I would come home from college, I would stay with Maya and I was actually, I finished my undergrad in three years. And the first time I visited home um, was actually shortly after I graduated and um, I was asked to meet both of the family friends' moms at this local tavern. And I was super pumped because I had just turned 21 and I'm like, oh my gosh, they want to get a glass of wine with me. (laughs) And I had walked into this tavern and both parents of these um, family friends were sitting there, the husbands and the wives and the wives were crying. And that's when my heart went to my toes and I knew something was wrong. We basically had the conversation of now is the time. And we had had that conversation before when I was considering moving back and dropping out of college to take care of her. But they had said, you're done with college. I was in my first year of my master's program since I had finished early. I was going to try to get that done in a year and a half. But they had basically proposed she is at this time, um, 14, almost 15. And she needs to be with family because even conversations that I had with her, she was having to ask to get a glass of water. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. 
Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And asking mm. to use the restroom and things that when you're in your own home, you're comfortable doing without asking. Yeah, yeah. it's just different. Yeah. yeah. And no matter who you are with and no matter how much love you feel from those families, there's no one like your own family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was there always buy-in from Maya to be removed from the home and to eventually live with you? Like, was she part of that decision? Yes, she was. And we have an aunt that lives in Montana who, um, by the end of it, was super willing to do whatever she needed to do to take in Maya as well. Um, Our aunt is very, we don't get to see her often. And so my, I know her much better than Maya. And so Maya moving in with her would almost be in in the same situation of going in with a stranger. And so having that conversation, we, we did sit down and write down the pros and the cons. And I said, this is something that I want to do. And I've always been that caregiver for Maya and have always been a little bit more of the motherly figure versus the sisterly figure. And for her, we were with the social worker and we were, we were writing down all these maps and she said, yeah, I think this web looks better. And it was with me and I'm just like, let's do this thing. And so literally 30 days later, I had moved back from college and three days after I'd moved back she moved in with me into this cute little apartment and yeah the rest is the rest is history it's been absolutely incredible and such an honor to be able to provide for her and these are such incredible moments in her life that I get to see firsthand like getting her license and Mm. playing varsity volleyball and I'm here crying because she gets to sit varsity and it's just these moments that I can never imagine missing. And I'm, I'm so fortunate to be in the position I'm in to care for her. That's That's, so amazing. I mean, good for you to, to take on that. I mean, that's such a huge responsibility and, but, you know, as your sister, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else, right? So I think that's exactly. incredible. Can you talk a bit about the dynamic you two have? So you had just touched on you'd always been a bit more of a motherly figure. So is that sort of the dynamic that worked best for you guys? Or are you truly like two sisters living together? Yeah, I am definitely and always have been that motherly figure to her. I have always been the one to remind her her please and thank yous and it's funny because the when we first moved back or when I first moved back and when she moved in with me, the our biggest concern was that dynamic on how it was going to work. And it was such a natural transition. Nothing was different as in if she talked back to me, I knew that I was going to reprimand her by telling her that that's not how you talk to someone else. Like you need to respect mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And because that was always a thing, um, it it continued it was it was an easy transition and the biggest thing that we still laugh about is I 
have always had issues with her dating because I don't want her to grow up. (laughs) (laughs) She, on her 16th birthday, I said, you can date when you're 16. And two days after her 16th birthday, she asked for a guy to come over and I said, 17. It was 17. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, exactly. And I, the, the biggest thing is I try my hardest to protect her from a world that's already scary and mm-hmm. um, trying to grow with her rather than protect her has been a challenge that I'm trying to overcome simply because she's seen so much in her life and has experienced so much that I don't want to hurt her or have her experience anything more ever again but that's that's bound to happen and so the fact that I just need to get in my head and say experience it with her at first it there was a lot of pushback on her end um I think she was concerned that she's never had a solid foundation of where she's lived and when she did move in with me we there were arguments and at the end of the day, I told her and would sit with her on her bed as she's crying and would say, I'm not going anywhere. And you can say mean words, you can try to push me away. But right now, and for the rest of our lives, I am here, I am now I am yours. And to get her to understand that took a little bit of time. Because when she would until I went through the actual court battle, and got custody of her and officially legally and physically was her guardian at any time our mom could have come to get her and we knew that it wasn't going to happen but in the back of her head she knows that and she it took her a little bit of time to get comfortable with the idea that you know Maddie is not going anywhere this is going to be a long-term solution yeah. And and what was it like with your mom kind of was she making herself uh known that maybe she was going to come back? Was there a fear of that? No, she she was very respective of the fact that she knew she was unhealthy and she couldn't she wasn't fit to care for her. Mm-hmm. I I think that she was so consumed and and still is so consumed with her own issues that prioritizing even you know threatening to come get Maya was never even a thought or Mm -hmm. has been so um, fortunately we got through the custody battle and were able to get that legal document that states she cannot show up to your house unannounced and and try to get her yeah with that being said, I mean, we we still experience a ton of issues when it comes down to, I mean, we were even just trying to get Maya's ears pierced uh, a couple of weeks ago, months ago, whenever it was, and we weren't allowed to get her ears pierced because this document stated I was a legal and physical guardian, but they didn't believe the document and basically what? said, you're the sister. And I do look, I mean, I'm only eight years older than her. So I'm, I'm an older sister trying to get her ears pierced. And those frustrations are still happening. And even like in getting her prescriptions or mm-hmm. getting her a doctor's appointment, dentist, 
it's crazy how how much we do still have to fight through the system, even though we've got this signed document. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still wow. a thing. Now, are you still getting support from the system? Like, are you still getting like services? Yeah, services or anything through them, or because now you're the you're the guardian, it's kind of yeah. on. It is all on me, and unfortunately, um, my dad has never paid child support, even when he left, and my mom doesn't pay child support either. So mm-hmm. it is um, since she didn't have to go actually um, into the foster care system, and that she was just in social services. Uh, we were on our own, but at this point, I would almost rather it be that way and I'll, I'll fight tooth and nail for whatever she needs, whatever we need to be okay because we don't have to rely on someone who isn't inconsistent on whether yeah, or not they're yeah. okay. So do either of you have any relationship with your mom? Yeah, so we had actually, uh, a couple months ago, we bought, or Maya and I got a house and a year ago, and she had requested to come by and stop by, and we can tell when she's sober, and we know what state of mind, mental health she's in. Um, just even by texting and we knew that she sounded good we had talked to her on the phone Um, she had actually stopped by the house a couple months ago and was sober and Maya was there for about 20 minutes before she headed to work and I strategically planned this to make sure that Maya had an escape and all this kind of stuff and then two days later um, we get a call that she was in the ICU and she was having withdrawals and Mm. having seizures and so, like I mentioned earlier on, this roller coaster that we have been on from day one, we're just trying to have a smooth ride for as long as possible. And so, yeah. un- until people can get their own ducks in a row, we just want to, we're struggling enough or we're trying to get by enough. The added hurt and pain we're experiencing or that other people are inflicting intentionally or not that is just trying to be avoided at all costs and I think that's such a valuable lesson also to instill in her and one that I wish I learned a long time ago was like it's okay to set up boundaries even if it's with people that are directly blood related or that you feel this sense of I have to see them because they're my parent Mm -hmm. like if it is not a relationship that is serving you then you need to advocate for yourself Yeah, you know, for what's best for you. Exactly. And that is exactly the lesson I try to teach Maya, because it is so important, whether or not, like you said, our blood, or it's a friend, if you are hurting at the end of the day, or at any point in your day, because of that person, it's time to take a step back and just say, let's reevaluate this. And it's not to say that in two years, five years, 10 years, that things can't change and that other chances can't be given. But at the same time, you have to put your health mentally and physically and emotionally first to get through what you have already experienced and what you're going to experience. Yeah. Wow. Well, and that that's the thing is that you want to kind of put yourselves in this bubble of stability and, you know, independence and things like that. And like you said, can controlling what you can control. I think life is so short. And I realized this ever since being able to care for Maya, life is so short. And so the fact that you only have so many days on this earth to either hurt or to be happy, 
you have to remind yourself and to surround yourself with the people that do bring out the best in every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you tell us about, um, cause the TikTok that we saw, uh, one of them was you surprising Maya with something. Can you tell us? Yes. About that? <laughs> I bought Maya a car. It was oh. a year, a year late. So it was for her 17th birthday. But it took an extra year of saving. But anyway, I that morning, I had told her that I needed her to come with me on a work trip, which was four hours away. She was not happy, but she, <laughs> she's like, as long as we get to stop at the outlet mall on the way home. And so I'm like, okay, well, it's off on the outlet mall. And I ended up going, signing the papers, and she had dropped me off at actually one of my clients um, where I work. She had dropped me off there, and then my boyfriend, uh, he picked me up, and we went to go get the car, and she was just driving around with my car, and we went to lunch, and I got a big red bow and we put it on the car and she walked out it was the greatest feeling in the entire world to see the genuine happiness that she had in that moment and oh I just I relive that moment (laughs) every single day it those are the things that I I talk about when cherishing each and every moment that we have and being able to do that and like I said it took an extra year but being able to do that for her was the best that's so amazing yeah that's really special for you wow I mean when you think about how far you and her have been able to come right like you were Mm -hmm. at school and she was at at home and in a household that you know wasn't safe and you were fighting for her to be safe and you were fighting Mm -hmm. to be with her and then to be able to kind of do these things that you probably never thought you would be able to do right I mean it's incredible yeah it's funny because I mean, the podcast, I didn't sign up for this, but at the same time I did. And so, and so it is, it's so, it's crazy um, because no, I, I never thought I'd be buying her a car and I, I never thought that I would have to be, you know, scheduling her wisdom teeth surgery and <laughs> making sure that she gets to therapy. But those things are, I didn't sign up for it, but I'm so happy that I'm here and experiencing it with her. Absolutely. I love that. There's um, so many things in our lives that we feel like we didn't sign up for, but in the end, we can see, you know, some of the good that's come out of it or changes that we've been able to make or help other people through our experiences right and and that's that's why we love stories like this to be able to share that there can still be good and you know yeah people can relate to your story exactly and that's what I'm I'm hopefully going to be is an asset to those who are going through similar situations and don't know which route to take and hopefully Mm -hmm. they can be inspired to stand up for the people that they love for and and fight for them. You had mentioned a few minutes ago your boyfriend. What has Yay. dating been like? <laughs> like, how do you sort of say, like, oh, I have a 16-year-old, you nope. know, child. So <laughs> Maya is going to take credit for my boyfriend because oh. <laughs> I I didn't date and for that exact reason. It, I was nervous about saying that I've got a, a daughter and how do you introduce them and all this kind of stuff. And the day before she took her driver's test, uh, my boyfriend had asked me out on a date and I had said no. And I was telling Maya and she's like, are you serious? I'm like, we have to practice driving. And she (laughs) said, you can go after we practice driving. I'm like, I don't know. And so I ended up going and he being able to have someone respect 
the position that you're in is super hard, especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to family, because, you know, family always comes first. And I think he was hesitant at first on whether or not he could handle, he was signing on for two women at the time. And, (laughs) And that's, that's a lot. And I'm very limited to my ability on being able to go do a lot of things. And with that, he understood that. And it was a very slow transition into our relationship. And Maya was actually the one that was asking, like, when do I get to meet him? I'm excited to meet him. Like, I'm the reason you guys are together. (laughs) (laughs) And oh, she makes it known to him. Like, you wouldn't be dating if uh, it weren't for me. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. But I think good for him for hesitating and thinking. And because it probably would have been easy for somebody that young to be like, ah, whatever. And just to date you. You know, and that would have had that could have had a detrimental effect on on both of you, really. So like so good for him that he did hesitate and really think what that was going to mean to you with this responsibility. Oh, my gosh, exactly. And he he looked at the greater scheme of things and he knew and I made it clear Maya is my priority. I will Mm -hmm. always prioritize my relationships with others as well. But right now, if you if we're going to date, you're dating basically both of us in some way because <laughs> yeah. we're we're a package deal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And are you guys so close in age? Yeah, so we're three he's 3 years older than I am. Right. So that's still like he's still very young. Yeah, to have uh, to yeah. be involved in a kid so young. Oh yeah, and especially a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. That's terrifying. Listen, yeah. Michelle <laughs> Michelle has 5 kids, 3 of them are girls. And like, they're so sad now and they're not even 10. (laughs) Yes. Oh, just wait till puberty. Oh God, I'm terrified. Honestly, I'm kind of glad because they're not going to take any BS from anybody. Like (laughs) their partner better be ready to handle their sass. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I tell Maya the same thing. I'm like, your partner, whoever it ends up being, I hope that they're ready and have a strong (laughs) backbone because girl, you got to... You've got a hot head. (laughs) Oh, man, that's too funny. Do you feel like um, with relationships, because you didn't really have a solid family foundation, do you sort of like prioritize building a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. and like being more mindful about it um, because you want to sort of show Maya what a healthy relationship between two people looks like? Yes. And that was a huge priority for me when deciding if I wanted to date this man was, is this someone that I can see myself with long term and who's going to respect me and vice versa, who I will rightfully respect as well. And those questions were important on deciding whether or not I wanted to be with him because Maya would see all of that firsthand. Mm -hmm. And she, like when my dad left, he, he packed his bags and left and he's, she's so used to seeing men leave on that type of note and so mm-hmm. for her to see and he, he is such an incredible man in both of our lives and, and he's definitely her older brother and the way that they interact is something you can only pray for and Aww. for her for her to see the respect that he has for me and the same respect that I have for him is nothing less than incredible 
Yeah, that's so important. I mean, and I think a lot of people that have experienced hard childhoods see what they've been through and, you know, they, they learn how to do it the opposite way to Mm -hmm. make their future better for themselves and for their partners or their children, because they don't want to repeat the pattern. Yeah, you have two choices. And that is to continue the pattern, like you said, or to make a better life for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to choose yourself and choose the better better path. Absolutely. I I was my sister's just getting a divorce, which I'm very thankful Mm -hmm. for. Um, because her ex husband is a narcissist and you know, I was talking to her the other day about I'm excited for her when she's ready to start dating. Um, but Mm -hmm. emphasize the importance of like this is your opportunity to sort of meet somebody who will treat you and your children the way that you want them to learn to be treated. Yeah. Yes. Wow. What, I couldn't agree more with that. I don't know. I don't think I saw a lot of really good, healthy relationships when I was growing up. And so mm-hmm. I'm just such an advocate for like demonstrating good relationships and talking about the importance of building good relationships and, and communication. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. Communication is key. Yeah. That's why. And then I feel kind of like I did have that with my husband and I'm, I'm almost jaded. Like I'm never going to find that again. So I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yep, exactly. And that's where a lot of relationships do end up going. Yeah. 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 If, if Michelle ever uh, enters the dating world, like, like these men are going to have like an 18 page application form. <laughs> them, like they're going to have to do a screening. Yeah. Like, Background checks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because really like the bar is set so high and yeah. has the, the dynamic between you and Maya been accepted with his family? Yeah. So they actually live in Colorado and the best thing that one of the best things that has ever happened to me um, was actually my last birthday. And We've been together now for two years, but my birthday's in October, and he had surprised me with two plane tickets, to one for me, and he hand-drew them, one for me and one for Maya, and he had one too, and he brought us out to Colorado for Thanksgiving, and that was when I actually knew that he he looked at both of us as, as one and, and understood that I can't and will not do a Thanksgiving or a Christmas or anything like that without her. And so the fact that that was my birthday present was the greatest gift of all. And they are nothing but supportive of what I'm doing and who she is as well. And they have two boys and so it's a little different but it's almost like they they just got two new girls added to their family and so so it's it's been the greatest thing ever and having them and they've been married now for 40 years 30 or 40 years and having Maya even see that is is so cool because we we don't see that in in other relationships that we see yeah, I love that. Yeah. And have you given any thought to like, do you want to have any children biologically of your own? Yeah, it, it's a good question. Because I had this plan laid out as we all do at 18, where oh, I'm gonna yeah. get married, have kids, <laughs> retire, all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> with Maya, I think she will graduate. Um, so not this year, but next. And I do plan on having kids and hope to adopt as well. And I think knowing what I do with the system 
Um, and it is a broken system and mm-hmm. being able to be an advocate for people who don't have a voice, like the people, um, foster kids and whatnot, even if, if we choose to have a couple kids and adopt a couple kids, I mean, fostering is also something that is, mm-hmm. is on that plan, but it's just going to be pushed back a few years because I think once Maya graduates, I'll definitely focus on my career a little bit and on on not having as much responsibility for yeah. like 24 hours yes. yeah just have a little bit of a of a break <laughs> exactly be able to schedule a vacation or yeah. because as much as I want to do things with Maya like a vacation we're now two people going on vacation not just yeah. one and so yeah. that comes with costs and and things like that. So saving for those trips takes a little bit longer, but it's those things that I hope still to do while she's living with me. But the fact that she is my sister and she's not going anywhere or very far, at least for college, I won't let her, but (laughs) I think eventually she's going to be like, okay, could you just go on vacation, please? Like, (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. Oh yeah. The joke is, so I'm, I have one year of my master's program done and I said, well, when you go to college, I can too. And oh, she does not like that. <laughs> get a dorm together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get the top bunk. <laughs> oh, I love that. And for, I just saw on your Instagram, are you the owner or you work for medical aesthetic marketing? Yes. I actually started my own business in March amidst a global pandemic um (laughs) yeah perfect my accountant said the same thing he thought I was crazy but yes I started my business um medical aesthetic marketing I do digital marketing for the aesthetic industry so dermatology plastic surgeon really putting together strategic marketing plans um for people especially amidst the global pandemic who need it because we're we're in a time that digital and virtual is how we have to operate unfortunately and now I get to help clinics do the same oh that's awesome yeah that's really cool and so did you just were you working for a company and then you just like made the leap yep I actually so my experience is in digital marketing um and then I when I moved back to North Dakota, I, or the Minnesota, North Dakota area, I had gotten a full-time position at a medical aesthetic industry or a medical aesthetic clinic. I was there for three years and realized this niche and actually had begun consulting with the owner and had decided to go our separate ways. And I decided to focus on the digital marketing side of things because people were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing when they didn't need to. And Plastic surgeons, of course, have a lot of money and disposable disposable money, but at the same time, you don't need to. You'll have more money in your pocket if you if you market wisely. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome! Good for you. Thank you. It's been fun. Are things exciting over there for you guys today? Or we are we are relaxing. It's a pretty gloomy day here, and Maya actually works at a nursing home, so she doesn't get to do much outside of work and school. She does go to volleyball, oh. but with COVID, but she works today, so. Oh, wow. She'll be heading off to have to work in a couple hours. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, that's a. I mean, that's a big job. I mean. And that with COVID and everything, that's a scary, kind of a scary place to be working. It is. And she, 
she's so good at what she does. Her she's got such patience and understanding for these people who don't have much patience. And so I yeah. kudos to everyone working in that industry. But Maya, she's a natural. Oh my gosh. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for taking this time to talk with us. Yeah, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk with you both and hang out with you both. You both are so fabulous. And oh, we'll stay you. in touch. No, listen, <laughs> like I feel like we've made so many like actual like everybody we interview. I'm like, when can this pandemic end? <laughs> so we can I know go on a trip. <laughs> Like we're exactly. heading to Colorado. Yeah. Like we're heading to all like I just everybody's been so kind mm-hmm. and so nice and I just like actually want to meet everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we will connect when all this craziness subsides. Hopefully sooner yeah. than later. Definitely. Yes, please. <laughs> all right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy your new president. And <laughs> yes, we'll- we will. <laughs> we'll talk to you very soon. Sounds great. Thank you both. Thanks. Bye. 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 I almost said mushroom. (laughs) Michelle. I thought you were, (laughs) I thought you were going to call me mushroom. And then I was going to be like, yes, (laughs) yes, pepper. (laughs) Oh, it's a little pet name for each other. Okay. Michelle. I think Madison would adopt me. I don't think so. I just want to be part of that little family. They're so sweet. Um, I love them. They're amazing. I think that they, like, I don't know. I have watched Gilmore Girls so many times that I'm like, I always wanted to have that like mother daughter yeah. relationship. And I think that that's, you know, that's kind of what they have, right? Like she, they're friends, but they're, you know, I think the dynamic is so interesting, right? How they have yeah. to kind of make it, but they're like making it together and they're, they're awesome. They're doing so I well. I just love it. I'm yeah. going to put in the show notes, um, Maddie's Instagram account, but also her business Instagram account. So yes. um, everybody, please go check them out and support them if you can. Absolutely. Well, some really exciting news is mm-hmm. we had somebody write into us. Brenda from Wyoming wrote in and said, ladies, love your podcast. I need more. Please tell me how I can get access to more content. Well, Brenda, let me tell you, we are on Patreon. We have, I want to say 17-ish episodes, but I'm probably wrong on that number. And we talk about so many different things we talk about our own trauma friends of ours that have been interviewed other people that have a little bit of a spicier story to tell yeah we cover a couple true crime things yes you can find us on patreon.com slash i did not sign up for this there's two different tiers we might rework our tiers a little bit we're gonna we're gonna work on that Um, but at the time of this recording for as little as five dollars you can get 18 bonus episodes Amazing. So Brenda in Wyoming, first of all, we didn't know you existed. There you go. Yeah. Amazing. We're just going to have advertisers coming out of the woodwork at this point. They're going to be like, we need to be advertising with these ladies. But really, guys, if you have not already, follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Patreon at I did not sign up for this. Uh, And join our Facebook group. Yeah, we've got like a nice little community growing. And we're like 
you know, we're, we're like putting some throwbacks to other episodes that mm-hmm. where we make jokes and we bring up conversations about the episodes that have been out and yeah, we're loving hearing the feedback. And I think it's awesome because, um, a lot of the people who we've, who we've interviewed have gone onto our group and they've been able to answer questions about their interviews from okay. other people who just want a little bit more information. So it's kind of a really awesome way to connect with, um, some of our guests too. Yeah. Super exciting. Well, hopefully by next week, we're back recording together again. Together again. Gee, it's great to be together again. I literally don't know what you're saying. That's from the Muppets. Oh. <laughs> okay. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. What's up? It's Patrick from True Crime Obsessed. Um, look, I've got a very special message for you. Uh, this was booked by your friend Carling. And first of all, that name Carling is incredible. I'm s- stealing that name. So Carling says this. She says, Michelle, I know most days it feels impossible since Anthony passed, but I just wanted to tell you that you're doing a kick-ass job at parenting your five littles. Keep up the great work. Your BFF Carling will always have your back. Oh, my goodness, Michelle, five, five kids. Oh, my Lord. You, I don't know you. I wish I knew you. You seem like the world's most incredible person and mom. Um, I have one little one. Her name is Daisy. And I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I can't, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't imagine five, which just means you must be an incredible person. And you must have incredible friends because Carling loves you so much and she wanted you to know it. I feel like I would be doing us all a disservice if I didn't do like a, hey girl, hey girl. Oh wait, here's what I'll do. Okay, I'm gonna go, okay, I'm gonna try to do the song. This was booked by <laughs> Michelle. This was booked by Carling for Michelle. Da-da-da-da. Does that work? I don't know, girl. Did I make you laugh? Did I make you laugh? I'm gonna have... It's cocktail o'clock at my house. And my one goal is to make you laugh, girl. Did I do it? Um, loving you so much. And I hope that you're doing and being awesome. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeats, B-E-E-T-S dot com and save 15% with promo code DEAL.